Sit down. I said sit down for episode number 54 of the Retro Rewind Podcast. Come with me if you want to enjoy the podcast. Podcast initialized. Mission identified. Hasta la vista, podcast. Get to the podcast! Welcome to the Retro Rewind Podcast, where we rewind back to movies and video games from 15 or more years ago, so that we can let you know whether they're still worth revisiting today. You can find the show notes for this episode at RetroRewindPodcast.com slash 54. There you can find links to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. You can also leave us a comment on the episode there. And you can also find a link to support us on Patreon. Speaking of which, for this episode, our reflux capacitor was certified for the Omega Sector Operations. But thanks to our <laughs> truly nice. great patrons, Brian Keating, Jake Arsenu, and Andrew Legree. So thank you guys so much for your support. And those are not lies. They are not. My, speaking of not lies, my name is Francisco Ruiz. I'm a dad, designer, and disguised as a dancer. What? Oh, that scene. Yes. <laughs> and I predicted True Lies would be a nostalgic movie. Oh, interesting. Oh. And I'm joined, as always, by my good friend and co-host, Master Interrupter, Paul Powers. Hi, Paul. Hello. If I sound a little bit farther away, it's because I'm uh, a little bit further back. away. And I'm on a, an away mission, and I'm uh, just... Uh, You're in you Switzerland know. right now, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. No worries. I know how that goes. Doing the tango. <laughs> yeah. You're, oh, are you a disguised dancer, too? Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> Paul, my uh, trivial True Lies question for you uh, goes something like this. Arnold Schwarzenegger's biggest challenge for True Lies was dancing a tango. Speaking of oh. dancing, uh, having to take dancing lessons to realistically perform the dance. Mm. Paul, have you ever taken dancing lessons? Yes, in middle school, right? No. Yeah. For what? But what was... style or what dance? I don't know what it was for, but it was some sort of like folk art or square dancing. Not square dancing, but was it German related? Because we were in Germany at the time. Oh, okay. I think it was some sort of old foot. It was square dance relating. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. And you heard her there a little bit. Welcome back to the podcast, Deb Powers. Hi, Deb. Hi, how are you? I'm doing very well. Uh, since it's been a little bit, uh, can you remind us what you do for a living? And also... First, let's start with what you do for a living. Uh, I teach in an international Christian school in Japan. Wow, very cool. Uh, but you're there with Paul now, right? Yes, we're on uh, Christmas break, and I am home in California, awesome. sitting right next to my son. I thought I was in Switzerland. <laughs> you came back. Oh, okay. <laughs> and yes, th though this episode will be releasing... Uh, in 2015, I believe. Um, hope everyone had a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Anyway, Deb, my trivial question for you is uh, Jamie Lee Curtis's character, Helen, uh, remarks that she married Rambo uh, uh, during this movie. Uh, the director, James Cameron, co-wrote the screenplay for Rambo First Blood Part Two back in 1985. 
um, which was the second Rambo film, obviously. Oh. Uh, he does like sequels then, because he also did Alien sequel. And Terminator 2. Yeah. But didn't he also do the first Terminator? Yes, he did. Okay. Uh, <laughs> he um, also wrote the second Avatar. <laughs> Deb, my question for you is, do you have a favorite action star of the 80s, whether it's Schwarzenegger or Stallone or someone someone else? Indiana Jones. Ooh. Oh, so like Harrison Ford? Yes. Oh, okay, very cool. That's a good one. Han Solo and Indiana Jones. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, and Deb, and then Paul, since you forgot, what was your prediction for True Lies? My prediction for True Lies is that it was a classic. Oh, okay. Cool. Paul? Same. Same. Two classics. All right, you guys. Thank you again for being here. And Paul, will you please enter the course in for Alice? Sure, Alice. Let's uh, go to Switzerland where there's a party that we can infiltrate and dress up and pretend to be spies like in True Lies and have a discussion of whether we thought it was a classic, nostalgic, or tragic and then uh, let's have a new tube discussion about what's been up with us lately with this new in our tubes and then uh, maybe some feedback and announcements we'll have to wait and see if uh, we can handle that much that is a lot so let us know Alice if you can handle that much and if you find our target alert alert target located spoilers incoming Engaging Retro Rewind Reactor. What can I say? I'm Hold on. For the ride of your life. The motion picture event of the year is finally here. July 15th. Arnold Schwarzenegger. True Lies. Rated R. Special advanced screening July 14th. Opens July 15th everywhere. Yes, I don't know if you remember back to July 15th, but here's what we remembered about True Lies in our memory mind melt synopsis. Arnold Schwarzenegger is a secret agent spy who has to tango and show an explosive invitation. At home, his marriage is on the rocks because he lives a double life. The CIA keeps sending him to chase down terrorists on horseback while his wife thinks he is an insurance man. For fun, they send his wife on a fake mission, but the wife finds out and Arnie teams up with her on a real mission to stop the terrorists from detonating another nuke in Miami and to save their daughter Faith so that she can go to Sunnydale and help Buffy take out vampires. <laughs> Finally... Husband and wife are both secret agents working for the government. Uh, some of that was right, and some of that was... Yeah. Uh, so, Paul, why don't you help us, you know, figure out what's real and what's not, what's true and what's a lie, by giving us the technicals of how True Lies is made. Okay, True Lies is rated uh, R and runs 141 minutes, was released on July 15th, 1994, in the U.S. of A. It was uh, directed by James Cameron and written by uh, several people, including James Cameron, who took over the... There were three people that wrote it before him, and he just rewrote their script. Anyway, 
It went on to uh, star Arnold Schwarzenegger or Arnold Schwarzenegger or whatever you said his name was. <laughs> uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, Tom Arnold, Bill Paxton, Tia Carrera, um, Elijah Dushku, or however you pronounce her name. Eliza, sorry. I believe. Eliza, sorry, but it's usually the last name people mess up. <laughs> and uh, a bunch of other people, and maybe Charles even. Uh, I was about to say, maybe in a brief cameo by uh, Moses, but the old <laughs> Moses. <laughs> Christian uh, Bale's in this movie? What? The, the older Moses. <laughs> Val Kilmer's in this movie? What? The older <laughs> Moses. Oh my God. <laughs> Almost the real, no. <laughs> the real Moses. No. Um, the box office budget was about $115 million, and it went on to gross... About three hundred and eighty million, and then wow. pro went on to do about eighty million in rentals. I'd say that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. that's very good. <laughs> awesome, awesome. I wonder uh, if James Cameron's done anything since then. Oh yeah, I think I've heard of him. Hmm. Uh, no, I I love several of James Cameron's movies. And speaking of things we love, let's start with Deb. What's something you really liked about True Lies? Um, I really like the opening scene because it's very James Bondish, and it, oh, yeah. it puts you, it, yeah. you know, when when the camera op- opens and uh, you see the scenes coming on, mm-hmm. it it puts you right in the mood. You you without exposition or anything, you know. This is a spy movie. There's going to be a spy, and he's going to be doing something. Yeah, yeah, and I, I totally love that. It was not a long intro sequence. They got right into it, showing the movies, or showing the movie, and having the tiles go on top of it. Um, did you like that too, Paul? Or um, some of the title sequences at the beginning, I think, were right before the. If I remember correctly, weren't they like there were a couple title sequences right before the action started? I think just the true lies. Or, oh, okay. no. It was like James Cameron film, yeah. true, Arnold Schwarzenegger, True yeah. Life. Okay. And then I think they should have went title right into it. Then the, you know, and the, have the, the, I want to say the fonts, but that's not right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's the old graphic designer in me. As soon as I see words on the screen, those are, oh, that's Ariel or that's uh, Times Roman. <laughs> anyway. As long as not Papyrus. Yes, uh, Avatar. Anyway, um, but I did like that opening sequence. Yes, of the um, breaking into the foreign party, or I guess mm-hmm. the German party at that time. Mm-hmm. So um, very cool. Yeah, I'd agree. It definitely felt like it definitely had the tone of a spy movie, and that yeah, some you just watch something was was would happen. Uh, Paul, what was something you liked? Something else you liked about the movie? I liked uh, some of the hu- I liked the humor, uh, like with Arnold on a horse, or even uh, 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 an airplane saying "sorry, excuse me." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> things like that. I just, there was a good amount of humor in this for a spy movie without being overly done, like in Spy Hard or Austin Powers. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, totally. And I, I gotta say. I thought Tom Arnold was, had so many great comedic lines throughout this yes. movie. He was so funny. Yes. The, I believe this is Tom Arnold's best role I, ever. I would <laughs> completely agree with that. I mean, I haven't I, seen him in a lot else, but 
Yeah. And some of the things I have seen him is it's been kind of, uh, but I would love to see more of him in these, these kind of roles. Yeah. Him playing the part of Gibb was fantastic. He, he definitely gave the movie a levity that I think otherwise it would have just felt like a really not dour, but it would just been like way too much action. And that's it, I guess. Yeah. 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 I agree with that. Yeah. Um, so, like I said, that is something I really like. But let's go back to Deb. What is another element of True Lies you enjoyed? Um, I, I love languages, so I love the fact that he could speak so many oh, yeah, languages that, fluently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he just... thats I, I'm curious if actual, like, covert operatives can do that. I'd imagine you'd need to be able to, but that's just, like, so many languages to learn. and I, It's just amazing yeah. to me. And then I, I love the fact that then the, the people that he, he said hello to or whatever, and they were there going like, who is this yeah. guy? Oh, yeah. Yeah, good to see you guys. Who was that guy? <laughs> <laughs> and, and also um, the fact that he was, like, fluent in everything. In fact, I mean, like, he did the tango. He carried himself very confidently so that he could move, you know, amongst the the room move in the room without attracting undue attention and mm-hmm. i i just liked how everything was so suave and smooth even down to the language yeah and i i totally appreciate uh arnold schwarzenegger's just sense of bravado as harry in this movie i mean i think he has a lot of that in several of his movies but it's just like yeah his his ease of doing almost everything um, I'll get, there's something else I want to touch on a little bit later, but yeah, his just ease with <laughs> about everything was just really cool to see. And it's like, yeah, I want that guy as a spy for my country. Cause he's, he's yeah. so good at it. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Um, let's, oh, you agree, Paul was something yeah. else uh, agreeable about the movie. Um, one of the things that I did like was, uh, one of the things that I think this movie did well, that where I think some movies like uh, Jason Bourne that I have, uh, is, which is a spy I've never movie. seen a Jason Bourne a movie named uh, Jason Bourne. Oh, I'm hmm. sorry, the Bourne Identity. Any oh. of the Jason Bourne movies, <laughs> the action sequences are really cut fast and tight, yes. and a lot of those sequences you don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. But this is before then where they weren't doing that, and you can actually see every moment like when um i know you mom you said you didn't catch how he got the motorcycle the first time yeah, that you yeah. saw it but after rewatching it that scene you could see okay he pushes him mm-hmm. and there's you could see every like moment okay this is what's going on here it's like yep. okay there's a lot of planning and i i enjoy that where i can follow what's going on and in, in, in the action sequence so mm-hmm. i enjoyed that yeah definitely um, yeah, the overall, like, I thought the, the overall, like, things like the effects, the camera work, the stunts, yes. the, the soda can openings, all those yes. things. Yeah. <laughs> it sounded so real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they, they were done so well. I, I so appreciate seeing that. I don't. I, I think maybe some CG was probably used because at this point there was CG available, yeah. but man, but so so much of it looks so good. That's another thing that I really appreciated were the practical effects. I mean, mm-hmm. some you could see with like 
I don't know if it was blue screen or green screen, especially with some of the the airplane. The Harriers? Yeah, Yeah. thank you. I was like, well, it's not really. (laughs) But yeah, the jet fighter Harrier. Anyway, um, but there were some scenes that were like how it affected the water in some of the scenes. Mm -hmm. Like That is totally like they couldn't redo that if they wanted to to make it look that real. So I really appreciated the practical effects when they did it. Absolutely. Deb, did you like the effects for this movie? Yeah, yeah. Everything seemed very, uh, very real and very uh, believable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it wasn't just all fabricated. Right. Yeah. Right. Like Naboo. Uh, <laughs> cool. Uh, oh, were you gonna say something, Paul? I was about to defend Naboo, but <laughs> that's a whole other uh, podcast. Naboo's pretty. I'll give you that. Yeah. Um, What's a Naboo? Oh no. <laughs> My own mother. Oh, no. I might know it, but not know it. No, know, know what you're. It's a but... Star Wars reference. The planet Naboo is from Episode One. That's okay. where it mainly takes place. Yes. <laughs> um. Well, I'm a Star Trek fan, so I don't get into the minutia of Star Wars. Then you know what? you are you are allowed. That's totally fine. Uh, was there any minutia from this film that you liked, though? Yes, that was a very hard attempt at a segue, folks. <laughs> um, I think I only have... Uh, oh, there's uh, there's one thing that I really appreciated in in, uh, in this with Jamie Lee Curtis's acting was mm. uh, was very well yeah. done. Um, you believed her in all the different... Yeah, I mean, because, you know, she uh, she has to be this stripper... And then she comes in that dress, and I'm that uh, is totally not in the part, but she's like yeah. thinking like a housewife. Uh-huh. And then she sees herself in the mirror and and realizes that you know she has to she has to come off real, or her family's gonna gonna be in major troubles. So. Mm-hmm. Um, and her dancing, you know, if she had been doing the dancing perfectly, that wouldn't be believable because you know where did how how would she know? So she was very that that um, in between awkwardness, and then mm-hmm. she gets into it, and and then she slips or falls, or you know she just she makes mistakes throughout, uh, and and that shows that it's believable that she's she's just trying to do the best she can. Yeah, yeah. What did you think about uh, Jamie Lee Curtis's performance, Paul? I thought it was great. I thought all the actors were really top notch in this film. I, I think Bill Paxton, he did a great <laughs> job of playing cowardly slime ball, you yeah, know? That's, that's right. the word I was, Okay, so I in my notes I have yes, Bill Paxton I put Bill Paxton plays a great sleazy jerk. Um, complete with his plastic wine glasses. But I was looking <laughs> for slime ball. That was the word I was looking for and I could not think of it. Thank you. Yeah, but I thought all the acting was was really good all the way around. It, I even liked that the 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 fat limo driver who looked like a muppet. I mean, just <laughs> yeah, just good characters all around. I mean, this I, I'm I'm sure he's a he's a, a nice man, or at least I would hope he's a nice man. But he definitely, if Stewie were per like uh, uh, Middle Eastern and grew up. And had a beard. I would think he, Stewie from Family Guy. Okay. Um, 
sort of a football head. That's what it reminded me of. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, I want to sort of go off what you were saying, Deb and Paul, about Jamie Lee Curtis. I, I thought she did such a great job playing Helen and just her as a wife that she loves her husband but feels like isolated and alone. I, I thought she played that so well. And also that she's this character that she she could have it's almost like she could have been a spy and by the end of the movie she becomes a spy because she is talented in all this myriad of ways it just is almost like the stars didn't line up for her she just didn't have her shot to become one so it's it's cool how those sort of dormant characteristics in her dormant uh, abilities come out and i like i like seeing that even the daughter i was Mm -hmm. impressed by because i thought oh my gosh this this whole family has bravado. Yeah. I mean, the daughter, like, takes the key. That takes guts yeah. because, uh, you know, the guy could just shoot her and, and mm-hmm. uh, get the key away from well, her. Well, she's used to taking things like other people's money. <laughs> yeah, true. that's true. <laughs> she had she's some, a klepto. <laughs> yeah. She had some uh, practice. Yes. But that's good that they seeded it. It wasn't just like yeah, that's all true. of a sudden, oh, she can just take a key. She's that brave. No, but it's like something that, oh, she she has done this before. So that was a good, a good bit of um, writing, I think. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> um, let's go back to Paul. Was, were there, do you have other things you liked about True Lies? Actually, we, we've gone through a lot. You've gone through all of mine except for my uh, my classic makeup. Yeah, I, me too. Don't you have something? Yeah, uh, I have. I actually have several more. All right, go for uh, it. All right, yeah. Well, I I'm, can already sense where this is going. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, one more thing about uh, Jamie Lee Harris. I thought it was really sweet how when Arnold comes home, when Harry comes home from that first mission, she's like, he kisses her and then she like snuggles with him and like is it seems like she's really glad he's home. I thought that was a really touching, touching. yeah moment and uh, even though they're very much isolated from each other at that point, they still yeah that shows how she loves him. Anyway, um, okay. Oh, so this is sort of goes to the sound effects when Harry Arnold Schwarzenegger rams that bodybuilder terrace. Uh, head into the urinal when he's finding the bathroom. Oh yeah! That oh my my head hurt so <laughs> much because you really don't hear that sound effect in movies. No. That, that that one, and then it was like oh. that was probably what it sounded oh, like. Yeah. Oh, it hurt my head. But even though it hurt my head, I thought that was so so well done. Um, it didn't hurt your head because you had that happen to you. Like oh no, flashback. <laughs> <laughs> No, I don't think so. Maybe I've, <laughs> maybe I've repressed it, yeah. Um, and then, uh, speaking to Harry and, and um, Helen's dynamic, I thought it was amazing the contrast of how just unstoppable, we, we've used bravado, but just unstoppable Harry is against terrorists and how and just all of that element, but then how hurt and just incapacitated he is when, Helen, when he finds out Helen is having an affair. It's just... It was a really cool contrast to see, like, this is his kryptonite, is his wife. He does want his wife to love him. And I, I just, I like, the, I like that whole marriage relationship dynamic that these were two, like, broken people that I, it seemed like Harry didn't realize it as much how he was affecting her. Um, 
Uh, but cheering me up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And then how Tom Arnold is serious and or, uh, Gibb is serious and said, we expect Harry, that's going to happen. Um, mm-hmm. It's just, yeah, I just love these contrasts of like from funny to real to, to like total action, going to get the bad guy to heartbreaking. Man, my marriage is like really tanking right now. I, I just love all those elements at play throughout this movie. Um, I thought that the the balance uh, between uh, Harry's work life and his married life it it showed that he was a a hundred percent kind of a person. Mm-hmm. When he was at work, he gave a hundred percent. When he was when he's married, he gives a hundred percent. And uh, so it's it's not uh, it's not that. He gives a hundred percent in his feelings. I mean, uh, okay. Not, I was gonna say, the, he's, he's, yeah. yeah, he's not there a hundred percent. But as far as how much he cares about his family, it's a hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. Yes. I, and I and agree. so it's it's not like uh, he's so into his work that he doesn't really connect with his family. He mm-hmm. he he's there. I mean, his the feelings are there, but he's gone so much. He he doesn't have a chance to connect like he needs to. Yeah. Totally. Um, let's see. I just have a couple more things. I thought the music was good. I'm curious, Paul. Oh, yeah. Did you think the theme I was wanted, memorable? Uh, uh, <laughs> that's the that's a tough one. Um, I, when the first the music first came on, like the opening, boom, 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 boom. I uh-huh. was like, uh, it's not great. By the way, it was uh, the music by was by Brad Fidel. Okay. Fidel, okay. F I E D E L. I don't know. Anyway, I thought he, overall, I think the music was good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I thought so too. Moved the 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 action. I thought it was good. I didn't like. I said I didn't really like it at first, but after a while, I was like, okay, I I can get into this. Mm-hmm. I think it was a too contrasty between the highs and the lows. I don't know what I didn't hmm. like about it at first. and mm-hmm. I'm, Now I'm talking gibberish because I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but for some reason, I it, it didn't gel with me at the beginning. But by the end, I was like, you know, I think that guy did a good job. Yeah. I Yes. I mean, I, I didn't really not like it at the beginning. I liked it pretty much throughout. But yes, I, it wasn't like, oh, my gosh, this is a score I need to have. I need to be listening to yeah. all the time. But it yeah. was definitely it served the movie well, and it wasn't just like it wasn't just wholly generic. I thought it did brand the movie as True Lies. Yes, yes. If if I had listened to it a few more times, or I I, I might be able to recognize it elsewhere. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I think it was distinct enough. Cool. And then the last thing I want to say before we get to our uh, classic makers is. So I thought scenes like the horse, the horse versus the Mars cycle, or the Uzi taking out all the terrorists as it slinkies down the the stairs, <laughs> those types of things are just so ridiculous. But they were also so fun, um, and just this perfect level of cheesiness I thought in this movie. Um, so with that, Paul, uh, let's start with actually let's start with Deb. What was your classic maker for True Lies? Well, um, it. It was kind of hard to to pin down, but I think overall, what made it for me was the humor mm-hmm. and the the great lines that uh, that the actors had. Yes, um, I laughed out loud 
a bunch of times. Yeah, so oh, me too. Yeah. It, it was uh, it was so enjoyable, and the uh, the comedy was just just perfect. So mm-hmm. I I uh, I think that's what made it classic for me. Very cool, Paul. How about you? Um, kind of piggybacking on what you just said and something you said earlier is mm-hmm. I think that the action scenes are fun. Yeah. There's a lot of, there's many fun action scenes and I, and I, what I really think helps it is Arnold yes. and, and his demeanor through it all. Mm-hmm. So that, this is a good example of an Arnold uh, Schwarzenegger movie, in my opinion, if Absolutely, you want, if yeah. you want to point what, what is, a typical Arnold movie, I would point him to this. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. If, I'm not saying if I like Arnold movies, but I'm <laughs> saying this is a typical one I would point them to. Yes. Cool. Um, and for me, it's I guess it's, I feel like it's kind of a cop-out answer, but I just, the overall fun of this movie is kind of similar to what you guys said. The overall fun of this movie is what would make it a classic, if anything. It's, it's just a lot of fun. And it's not, I mean, there's, like popcorn movies, which you pretty much just have to check your brain out the door. And there is some of that to this movie, but I don't think, I think there's a lot more substance than just, ah, just don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Yeah, that's there. Don't worry about it. Um, While still having fun. But before we talk about the things that weren't so fun about True Lies, let's see what people on Facebook, because we always post questions on Facebook. Hey, what did you think of True Lies? Um, and here is what some of the feedback we got. Uh, Sue Vols Peters says, "Loved it. Truly, I'm not lying." <laughs> um, it was, I don't know if I believe that. How can you believe a true lie? <laughs> oh, truly not lying. Okay, never mind. <laughs> uh, it was so good that we saw it twice in 24 hours. Oh, uh, yeah. We went on Friday night and took our kids back on Saturday. Oh wow! Then Aaron Wallace said. I loved it. I'll still watch it today and laugh out loud. Then uh, Dave Nubbins King said, love it. Uh, Cherie Bolton said, one of my faves. Now I want to watch it again. <laughs> Go for it, Cherie. Uh, or you can listen to the podcast that. first. Yeah, that's a good point. Never mind. Listen to the podcast. See if we think you should watch it again. Yeah, do what we say. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, Marcus Lynn said, I love this movie. Can't wait to listen to the podcast. Thank you, Marcus, and hope you're enjoying listening to the podcast. Uh, then uh, longtime listener Ryan Jackson said, is fun a rating? <laughs> uh, it's not, but uh, you can call it fun, Ryan, by all means. And then finally, to sort of lead us into the not liking section, uh, Brian Keating from the Grand Emperor's Retro Video Gaming blog said, I remember seeing this at the local drive-in since it was one of the first movies I went to see on my own. I remember it being really fun, but but an incredibly unrealistic movie. So that kind of goes against what I just said. Um, I would have to rate it nostalgic, though, since I have seen it since 1996 and haven't felt the need to see it again until now. Uh, by the way, the two dudes and an NES and an NES and an NES. That's it, <laughs> it's know. another podcast. If you yeah. ever listen to their show, you know the trouble I'm having right now when I'm saying their podcast name because they talk about it. Um, anyway, uh, Brian was saying that that podcast should chime in on this episode 
so Tom on Tom Tom Arnold could be impressed. And that's a whole, again, if you listen to that episode, you totally just got that, even though I kind of butchered it there at the end. Um, but that's a reference to that podcast. Say, so let's call up Tom Arnold so we can comment in on this podcast. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, thank you so much, everyone, for chiming in on Facebook. I appreciate, always appreciate getting feedback from what you think about the movies we cover or video games we cover. Uh, but hey, let's. Jasper Twig says that he remembers you're fired. Oh, thank you, Jasper. Yeah. I, I'm sorry that you chose to fire me. Um, but, no, uh, I posted that on Instagram. I was like, what do you remember this movie? And he chimed in at 6 o'clock, maybe even earlier this morning, with he remembers you're fired. Wow, that's Props impressive. to you, Jasper, that you can remember that so early in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. All right, guys. Uh, so let's move on to, to speaking of things we're firing. What don't we like about True Lies? Let's fired. <laughs> I'll kick us off. Actually, no, I just, I just like went went off about the things I like. So let's start with someone else. Paul, why don't you right. start us off? Oh my gosh, this movie. Oh, <laughs> one of the things that I didn't like about was uh, some of the special effects did not hold up, like we talked about. I get the sense that you're lying. No, some of the special, some of them didn't. It's oh, okay, kind of okay. some of like the hairier scenes that, like, when he's underneath the crane. Uh, it looked like uh, some of this. I don't know. Oh, I, I felt like that. Did, okay, that's fine though. If if it looked weird to you, it pulled me out of the movie. I'm sorry. Oh, okay, I'm a snob. When it comes to Harriers underneath cranes, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Very niche. Yes. Um, I, I, I'm. I, I, never mind. I'm curious, Paul. I'm not your niece, but go ahead. <laughs> N i c h e with a. I'm not French either. Oh my God. <laughs> not um, that there's anything wrong with it. I thought that was it. a niche. <laughs> well, I pronounce it niche. I guess you, you can pronounce it either way, but I thought he died. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, what yes? resolution did you watch True Lies on? A DVD. So is that 720p? I don't think so. I think DVD no, no, is that's just 480p. 480. Yeah. Yeah, 480. I did the same thing. Apparently, there's not a Blu-ray of True Lies, which I was kind of shocked oh, wow. to find out. I <laughs> want to disagree because I've almost bought it multiple times. You find it. You find it for me right now while I go right. through my thing I don't like. All right. Um, because I thought I... Don't tell me the internet lied to me. <laughs> Could it be true? Uh, so something I didn't like was... Sort of going along with what you said, Paul, of the effects not holding up, I thought some of the shots of Arnold on the horse looked very much like it was the stunt double, which I would, I mean, makes sense, but it's kind of annoying because so many of the shots were obviously Arnold on the horse. So it's like, why are some of the, they should just all be you or all not be you. I guess that's ridiculous of me to say, but it, that annoyed me. Did, um, Deb, I'm curious, did, either any of the stunts or any of the effects sort of take you out of the movie? Um, just some of the, a couple of the scenes were like, uh, like with the horse in the elevator. I'm like, seriously? Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> I mean, a lot of it, there was a lot of, uh, you would have to suspend your, your belief there. And, um, mm. You know, and that's okay because uh, you can, you know, you're like, okay, that's that's just the fun element. 
you know, it's going to be like that. Mm-hmm. But um, I noticed that a couple times I went, oh, gosh, that's ridiculous. And, uh, <laughs> and, and especially the one where um, the bad guy is hooked on the missile and it happens to go right between all the buildings to blow up the rest of the bad yeah. guys. That was like, I'm like, seriously? Uh, but, you know, it's it's just... I thought, well, it's just a, it's just make believe. So yeah, it didn't take me out of the movie, but I kind of did an eye roll, mm-hmm. you know, like, mm-hmm. oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I'd be uh, speaking of the missile part. It seems like someone like hanging on the front of that would completely throw off the the ability for that missile to fly true. So oh, I, yeah. I mean, it, yeah, it just seemed that that, that did seem. Overly ridiculous, I guess, of most of the ridiculous things. <clears throat> Paul, did you find it? Yeah, but not for sale. Um, uh, it's oh, on like, Blu-ray.com where it talks about the technical aspects of like the resolution and uh, the um, aspect ratio uh-huh. and, this, and the... Mm, it says no release date. Never mind. <laughs> So would that make me right? I think you're right. Because <laughs> no. I remember seeing it at the grocery store, almost buying it several times. Maybe a no. special DVD version? No, it was with the Blu-ray. Okay, I don't know. I, I, now I'm questioning life as I know it. <laughs> well, you already said there's no spoon, so you, should, you keep questioning. Uh, Deb, uh, what was something in particular, though, that you didn't like? Um... I, I only have my tragic maker left. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Um, Paul, do you have any more left of things you did not like? Um, I have my tragic maker, which um, I'll just go ahead and say it because you guys have been talking about it. Go for it. And it's basically <clears throat> the action scenes. There were multiple action scenes that were unbelievable. Like. Mm-hmm. The motorcycle going off the building. Okay, if it yeah. went off the building, it would have landed in the middle of the street, yeah. not on the, the building across the way. <laughs> yeah. Then I was. Then comes the horse, and then <laughs> you're like, "Oh, this is really going to be unbelievable." But then when the horse stopped, that was just comedy. Yes, you know? that was great. So, that was great. Right. And then, then when he, Arnold is scolding the horse, <laughs> yeah. what kind of couple? What's are you? the matter with you? <laughs> But some of the other, I'm sorry, I didn't like the scene where the Uzi is shooting all the bad guys all right, as it's falling down fair, because yeah. it's unbelievable. It took me out. Um, and when and the main bad guy is in the bathroom before the horse and, and, and inside the, I guess, they're in the bathroom. He's shooting all the stalls. Yeah. And then Arnold pops out of the last one. He would have been shot by the the bullets when he shot all the stalls before. I know. Well, I don't know if it would it would have penetrated all through all those walls. I mean, I guess, but I oh, don't that's know. a good point. I didn't think about because it. yeah, it's having to go through several walls one. essentially yeah. to do that. All right, you saved that scene, <laughs> but you haven't saved all the others. <laughs> that's fine. And 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 because there there are so many disbeliefs in what is otherwise a, a good action movie, uh-huh. but there's multiple ones, and it's like, come on, like it's like, oh, why? Oh, it's so frustrating. Uh, okay, that's fair. That's interesting. I didn't happen to. For whatever reason, I guess I could have. I just was able to suspend my disbelief a lot more for this movie. I don't know why, because a lot of the things you mentioned would be things that would pull me out of the movie normally. 
But for this one, I, it just didn't for it whatever reason. Didn't. Yeah. All right. Were you asleep? No, I did not fall asleep. Oh, and I even no. watched this movie late. So. Oh. That's a good sign. Yeah. Most you know likely. what? I I fell asleep because I watched really? it late. Yeah. Oh, well, wow. So I had I had to watch it again this morning, and then I fell asleep again this oh, morning. No. So, <laughs> oh so no! So I had to watch it again. <laughs> oh my! The whole thing? Not the whole thing, oh, but okay. I, you know, the, just part where, the part that I fell asleep at. Yeah, okay, yeah. let's rewind back to this part. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, all right, uh, then I'll go through. I think I just have two more that of just likes I had. Um, it seems like when the terrorists are like when they're on the Florida island and they're like they got the nuke and they're all happy about it, and they're just like shooting their rounds into the air over and over and like for so long, so much so that it covers the and masks the noise that Arnold's making when he's shooting the other terrorists that are patrolling. It's like. Okay, you're a terrorist group out of your own territory with AK-47s. I can't imagine that it's easy to get ammo for those at, you know, the corner drugstore. What is this, 1985? I mean, seriously. No, no, no laugh yeah, to that. To reference. Future, okay. I know. <laughs> You'll have to get the laughs for that reference back at 1985 as well. <laughs> That's fine, Paul. I got a, a, a reflex capacitor here. I can go do that. Um, so I thought that was a little ridiculous. And then uh, the, I felt like the cursing was a tad overboard in this movie. I mean, I, I did like that the majority of it was uh, what I'm going to deem humor cussing uh, as opposed to rage cussing. Um, but so I was more rage than humor. Really? That's interesting. Yeah, because Spaceballs, I think, used it as humor a lot more than this did. Okay. I, that's me. Most of the instances that I recall, it was more used for humor, but I, I right. could be wrong. Um, I did certainly well, did not do a count. And you're allowed. It's your I'm allowed my opinion? It's yeah. our podcast, Paul. All right, fine. You have the microphone right now. Okay, that's true. Yeah. You have a microphone, too. I'm sharing. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Let's go through the things we hated most about True Lies. Uh, let's let's start with. I'll start this time, uh, or Paul actually already kind of started. I uh, thought the title was confusing. Is it true or is it a <laughs> lie? Come on, which is it? And they never answered it at the end. Is it both? I guess I don't know. It's up to you. No, that's not my tragedy. It should have been, but it's not. For me. <laughs> <laughs> my tragic maker was I was really I don't know almost frustrated and angry that and I wasn't like this when I saw this movie originally but in the day and age we live I was really frustrated that Harry was just willing to put the whole nation's security at risk just to follow his wife who's having an affair that, oh my that kind of really irked me I'm surprised because I thought you were gonna say it irked you about the daughter because who didn't who's not like a oh yes father yes mother kind of person <laughs> and they're a little annoying it usually irks you but in this time it's okay because she went on to be with Buffy you're gonna let it slide so you go after the papa who's like forget responsibility. I'm going to go after my own personal agenda, which actually kind of 
worked out because then the terrorists. That's true. Them. Yeah, it, it did work out. It's just it still bothered me that he did I'm, that. Yeah, I'm just kind of surprised. <laughs> didn't mention the whiny kid bothered you. It's the but whiny husband that bothered it's you. It's more. It's more kids that are younger that don't do what they're told. When they're teenagers, I mean, they're more of their own then person. Fine. No, no, but they're more of their own person. And yeah, you, that you can expect rebelliousness more well, so. I mean, not all kids the time. Don't rebel. <laughs> no, just do as you're told. Um, uh, you, you hear that daughter over there? Anyway, um, <laughs> as I point through the wall where she's sleeping. Stay asleep, please. <laughs> Dev, why don't you cap off this conversation with the thing you hate most about True Lies? Well, for me, it was the the language and the the blatant sexual references. Yeah, that uh, I was like, whoa, whoa, and then there was the you know the few f words thrown in there. I'm like, really? Mm. Because when I when I don't remember that usually I remember if some of if the language is pretty bad. Oh, okay. When I when I watched it when I watched it from the first time. Mm-hmm. Watched the TV version. No, we we watched it in the theater. Okay. And um, so I I don't I don't remember all that, but it, mm-hmm. it really uh, it really <laughs> took. That was the part I didn't like the most. Yeah, yeah. I, I know you've mentioned that on a, on past shows, so I was, I was wondering if that was going to be in there. I would have been very surprised, just like Paul was surprised that I didn't mention the, the, the teenager. Yeah. <laughs> I would have been surprised if you didn't comment on that. So I'm glad I wasn't alone in mentioning <laughs> that. Um, by the way, I guess I, I want to say, usually I do comment on things like the strip tease scene. Um, I, all I, right, let's talk about it. <laughs> oh, did you did you have something you wanted to say about Paul? Oh, after everybody. Okay, after everybody. I want to be the cherry on top, <laughs> <laughs> but not the whipped cream because he hates whipped cream. So oh, I spoiler. I this <laughs> is my own. So I'm not trying to sound like holier than thou or anything, but. Seems like but. that, but but I am no. Yes. Um, it seems like that, and where I am in my life now, I close my eyes for scenes like that, um, and I just do that for movies and TV. And, and that's a long scene. It is. I, I listened to it because I wanted to hear the like. I remembered him dropping the recorder and her like falling or something. Yeah. Um. So I I was I wanted to listen to it just because I knew that happened. Um. But yeah, I had my eyes closed, so I, I can only I only somewhat remember it from when I first when I saw it in my youth. Regardless, I, I think scenes like that it made it made sense for this movie. I I I feel like I'm glad originally apparently according to IMDb she was going to be completely nude, so I'm glad they didn't do that. Um, and I'm also glad that. It was for her own husband, which is, I think that's great. Um, when our wife, uh, yeah, I just think that's great. <laughs> I'm sorry, Francis. Wow. Um, but, I was you know, like, for wives to do that for their husbands, that's great. Yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I don't know where to go from there. So I'm just going to say, I think that's better in, you know, and, 
the privacy of a husband and wife to do, you know, that which that it was in the movie. Yeah, that was, yeah, it was. That, they were private. so. Yeah, it's just. I guess I don't need to see that in the movie, though. I understand that it was. It made sense for the movie to have that with where they are going. Paul, uh, Deb, did you have anything more before Paul adds his? Uh, well, uh, I was I was kind of uncomfortable. I was uncomfortable. I was like, oh my gosh, this poor this poor housewife, you know, has to mm-hmm. has to go through this. But you know, she's she's thinking about her her she's thinking about her family because they mm-hmm. said they would hurt her family. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I love it at the end because she just beats. Beats up her husband oh, yeah, without yeah. realizing it. You know, she shows her true feelings <laughs> at the end. Yes. Um, and God bless her. She did such a great job because she went through all that. And then uh, she beats the guy up, and yet she still plants the telephone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, I mean, she she, she was faithful to, to her task. Yes. I, I, I uh, I applaud her for that. Mm-hmm. But um, so it it kind of made me feel better that she she made her real feelings known at the end. You know that she didn't approve of this kind of behavior. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Deb. All right, Paula, what are you gonna All say? Right. <laughs> <laughs> and here we go. There we go. Oh, no, now this is way too much buildup. <laughs> Okay, so when this movie first came out in theaters, and when this and in uh, video when it first came out in video, I remember some of my peers talking about um, the stripping scene, and uh-huh. especially when they were in the theater or at home and they're watching it with the, they're watching this movie with their parents, and how awkward that is because it's so long and it's like, mm-hmm. um. Yeah, <laughs> and so we're get so this last so last night the movie comes on and I'm thinking of this like oh yeah. I'm gonna be in that I was position wondering. because I was wondering I'm about watching that. this with my mom, but last night I fall asleep. Okay, remember I said I fell yep, asleep. This yep. way before this scene that, that oh, I fell okay. asleep, and. So I'm thinking, okay, I dodged a bullet here, right? <laughs> then I wake up to laughing, and my wife has joined my mom watching the movie. Oh, okay. And they are laughing, and the scene that I wake up and they're laughing at is the stripping scene. Okay. I'm like, this is not what I expected. If any seemed to be waking up and they're laughing, it was not this scene. So that I thought that was interesting. We we were laughing because of you know of her awkwardness yeah, and when she yeah. when she uh, when she falls or you know whatever. Mm-hmm. So apparently it's not that bad of a scene because it's a it's a wonderful family <laughs> no, scene to be enjoyed by all. <laughs> I I think it's. Uh, Won't go that far, but yeah. Oh, I, think, I, I don't know. I was asleep. <laughs> And how old is the, this movie? I mean, how long 20, ago was it? 20, 20 years. 20 years this year. Okay, the recording so, of this year. so 20 years ago, Paul, you were... A wee baby. Yes. No? <laughs> no, no, no. I, no. I, I was um, 17. 
Yeah, 18. so that's a big difference between uh, 17 and 37. Yeah, oh, totally. So, uh, and I think I think that uh, even though our society was more open even in those days uh, about stuff like that. Really? That's more a... open than, than what when I grew up. Oh, okay. And, and I thought you meant more open than now. No, 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 no. More oh, open okay. than when than than when I grew up. It's even oh, than more. Oh, when you were seventeen. Yes. Okay. <laughs> definitely, very <laughs> definitely, yes. And and um, because it's because that kind of thing has been on the screen actually compared to today's standards, that's pretty tame. We've, yeah. We've seen, <clears throat> fortunately, we've seen way way worse than that. Mm-hmm. Um. So and the thing that. The thing that made it doable or, or or much easier to watch was knowing that she was doing that for her husband. Of course, she didn't know it, but yeah, yeah. But it was for her husband. If mm-hmm. it was for someone else, I would have I would have felt totally like like she did. You know, mm-hmm. extremely uncomfortable. Yeah, totally. No, no, do it more slowly. <laughs> <laughs> what is do some? Uh... I have no idea. I don't know. Okay. I didn't. I didn't Google I, it. I I think it might mean slowly, just oh. in another language. Oh, well, that's redundant. Or sweetly. Oh, okay. Because uh, Spanish dulce is sweet. Oh, okay. Oh, I can see that. All righty, guys. Thank you so much for entering all your firing information into uh, Alice's targeting computer. Now it's the moment of truth. Alice, do you have a firing solution for us? Firing solution complete. Rating salvo at the ready. On your mark. According to the Retro Rewind podcast, is True Lies a classic? We would recommend it that you see it again, whether or see it whether you've seen it before or not. A nostalgic, we'd only recommend you watch it if you've seen it before. Or a tragic, we would recommend you just leave this in your memories or never see it. Let's begin, as we like to do with our guest, Deb. How would you rate True Lies? I would rate True Lies a classic. Oh, really? Okay. Yes. I I, I didn't think it would... I thought, okay, I, I predict it would be a classic. But I don't know. It's It's been 20 years, and I don't think it... It may not hold up, so it may be nostalgic. Mm-hmm. But I laughed so much through the through this that I really enjoyed it. So, classic to me. I would recommend it to anybody over a certain age because of the yes. stripper scene of course. and the language. Yes, oh, it is our range. So probably seventeen or older would be. Yes, <laughs> at the very uh, least or most. Yes, very least. yeah, very at the least. youngest. Yeah, at the youngest. Yes. All right. Thank you, Deb. Paul, let's go to you. Unfortunately, I'm going to have to rate this movie a tragic. It's really? Too, it's too close to the terrorism that's going on today. Wow. It's very sensitive. It's it's some of the, I didn't like this some of the special effects. Tom Arnold is 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 fun, but it just reminds me of how lame like he's gotten. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Bill Paxton is hard to sit through. I mean, that's his, that's his, his, his role. But um, 
This has all been a truly a lie because <laughs> I would rate it a classic. I had my suspicions <laughs> when you started talking about Bill Paxton. Okay. <laughs> okay. Wow. Man, I was going to strangle you. <laughs> Why? Just because I have a different opinion? Yeah. You see the terrorism yeah. that I live with? <laughs> Even Valerie came out of the bedroom and said, what? <laughs> you you definitely had me going there for a bit, Pond. Like, well, this is quite the turn, but I, I, I could see what you're saying. Okay. Yeah, and and this is this this movie is what um, I have for years has been my standard of what a good spy movie is. Oh, okay, even and like above even, James Bonds. Huh? Even above the James Bonds, I I like this because I think I appreciate the humor more in this. And I'd agree uh, with you. I'd watch this over any James Bond any day. Yeah, so um, I would, yeah, if you haven't seen this before, I would recommend going out and giving it. Now, it does have its flaws, you know. It's not like, Absolutely. oh, the best movie ever made, but... No, absolutely. Hey, I would, I would recommend. <laughs> hey, if you have, if you've never seen this before and you're looking for something new and and action fun, but don't get your hopes too high, then you're, <laughs> this is good for you. Okay, it's like okay. So two That's my boy. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it's a classic, even with the language and the stripping. And the... Oh gosh, it's a classic. <laughs> oh, love um... it, love it, love it. <laughs> Um, okay, for so that's two classics. For me, um, something Paul has actually mentioned, and I'm I'm not lying when I say this. Uh, Paul's mentioned before how mood can really impact how yes. you watch a movie. And going into this movie, I think a big reason I sort of predicted it being nostalgic was because I wasn't, I was in the great greatest of mindsets. I was I was thinking this, and I hadn't seen this movie for a long time. I'd say mm. at least ten years, if not more. So I'm thinking. I haven't seen it in a while, and I'm not feeling great. So I just hope this is going to be okay. That I'm not going to yeah. just completely hate this movie. And there's probably a reason I haven't seen this movie in a while either. So I was on the borderline of uh, predicting that it would be nostalgic because of mm -hmm. that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I gotta say, apparently my mood did not impact the quality of this movie, or maybe quality is too strong a word, but the fun of this movie because I had just. <laughs> So much fun watching this. It was such a good time. Um, and yeah, it definitely won me over, regardless of how I was feeling before. By the end, I was I was really enjoying it, and I'm so glad I watched it again. So definitely a classic for me. Wow, that's rare. <laughs> <laughs> so with that, rare as it might be, the Retro Rewind Podcast rates True Lies a unanimous classic. Definitely go out and see this one again or see it for the first time. If not, you're fired. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. uh, but with that, Alice, you are not fired. Can you engage NewTube for us? NewTube systems engaged. All right, let's begin. Let's talk about what's new on our tube, whether it's TV, movies, books, what have you. Let's start with Deb. Woohoo! <laughs> um, my new tube isn't that isn't that exciting because uh, I do it every year. But every year I read Dickens' Christmas Carol. Oh, really? I love the move. I love the different movie versions. Um, what's your favorite movie version? 
probably Scrooge with uh, Albert Finney. Oh, Daddy Warbucks, yes. Yes. How about you, Paul? What's my favorite? Yeah. The same. Oh, really? <laughs> well, yeah. And uh, and right there, right next, very, very close to that is the Muppet Christmas Carol. Oh, okay. Nice. For me, it's Mickey's Christmas Carol. Yeah, I'd say for me... It's Scrooged with Bill Murray. <laughs> oh, no, I hate that one. I hate it. <laughs> I enjoy it. And then Mickey's The Mickey Christmas with Scrooge McDuck as Scrooge. Yeah. I love that one. <clears throat> All right. Sorry to totally hijack uh, your new tube, uh, Deb. Oh, so okay. Dickens' so you, Christmas the, Carol? The original writing? Yeah, the, the original book that Dickens wrote. Oh, cool. which version? Oh, the okay. The director's cut of Dickens' <laughs> yeah. book. Yeah. Um, and I I have to say that um, that the Jim Carrey version of Christmas Carol is probably uh, probably the closest. Oh, cool. To okay. the book. To the book, except um, the section where they shrink him and. <laughs> oh, during when he's go, running from go, the wagons yeah, or, or the yeah. horses, yeah. I'm, that totally took me out of the movie. Uh, but anyway, um, so it's fun to read the book because a lot of the lines or original lines from the book are kept in the movie. Oh, cool. Okay. And, uh, and it, it's, just, it's just fun to, to be able to, to know how Dickens wrote it. Oh, cool. Okay. Very nice. Uh, Paul, let's move on to you. I uh, recently saw The Hobbit 3. I'm going to be seeing it on Monday. All so. right. Let, let me tell you how it ends. Okay. Um, uh, Bilbo survives, no. and then they make Lord of the Rings. That's how it ends. But tell them how you saw it. Oh, well, yeah, I saw it in 3D high frame rate, and I saw all the uh, Hobbit movies that way. Tell so. me it's still you still like that, Paul, because I convinced yeah. Christy to let us go see it that way. So... If it's I, if it's I, poor, I'm going to blame no, no, you. No, no, no. Oh, no, no, no. Okay. One of the things, high frame rate does have its drawbacks. I know you have to adjust to it, right? Yeah, and it seems like everything is moving in fast motion. Okay. Um. Uh, does it, it feel also, like a video game? No, it feels like you're watching it on a. It feels like you're watching a live play, like it's on oh, stage. Oh really? Oh wow! Because okay. the pic, because the frame rate is so high, mm -hmm. you get every you get to see more pixels in between. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So unfortunately, because the pixels are so high, it kind of looks like some of the slower scenes, like when they're in the town and stuff. It kind of looks like a set, like a movie set, you know, and it kind of looks hmm. really real. Yeah. But where where it shines is like in the battle scenes, uh -huh. because there's so much detail and there's movement. You can see it clearer in uh -huh. the high frame rate. And this movie has a lot of battle scenes. So what? it. Yeah, what? The there's five... battles in the Battle of the Five Armies. Yeah, I know. So, yeah, which I have a question. Are you familiar with the book? I've read the book. Okay, what are the five armies? Because I only counted four. Oh, it's um, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, dwarves, elves, humans, uh, orcs, and eagles. Oh, the eagles count as five. Mm -hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, 
Um, uh, oh, and overall, I thought it was fun. Um, okay. There were there were moments that are like, "Are you kidding me? This is kind of, that's ridiculous." But there are moments like, "Oh yeah." <laughs> <laughs> cool. But overall, I thought it was it was fun. And if you if you liked the other movies, you mm-hmm. like this one. Okay. If cool. you didn't yeah. like the other Hobbit movies, you won't like this one. Yeah. It's a bunch of the same. Yeah. You know? Okay. So um, yeah. I'm, I, I oh, go ahead. I will Beth. say that. Um, a drawback that might happen to Christy is that um, for Valerie and for myself, mm-hmm. uh, that kind of uh, movie gives us headaches. She's... So I don't know. I don't know if it's if it's gender related. You know, if, mm-hmm. if no, or... because I've heard guys say that too. Is oh, okay. is it the three D or is it like do three D movies in general do that or is it was no. it specifically the it's high the frame rate? Specific high frame rate. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, we will take some Tylenol with us. Yeah. <laughs> and and Dramamine. I don't know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, Slurpee. What? No. That's <laughs> okay. <laughs> any, any chance to... Uh, big gulps. Big gulps, then, guys? <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, to steal my wife's line. Yes. Jim Carrey's line. <sighs> Whatever. Cool. All right. So, so, so far, we have... Uh, why am I completely blanking? Oh, Christmas Carol, Christmas Carol. from Dickens. Um, is that public domain, Deb? Could you get like yes. on a Kindle for free, essentially? Yes. Oh, yes, cool. Yes, I did. And, and in fact, um, they have like, um, they have like that. What I read was like, I think it's the 1871 version. Okay. Or, and and uh, they have many different versions, you know, the abridged. And- well, they have, uh, um, because it's been printed. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it was uh, revi- not revised, but it was reprinted uh-huh. several, several, several times. Yeah, so yeah. I tried to get the the original oh, cool. version. It's fun, yeah, and it's free. Nice on on Kindle or or ebooks, cool. iBooks. And I can go see The Hobbit for free, right, Paul? Um, depends on uh, who you know. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Cool. All right. Yeah. So, Francisco, yes, have you? Paul. Did you? Um, um, have something new on your tube? Oh, <laughs> well, yeah, we'll go with that. I wasn't gonna say that, but yeah, we'll go that way. Yes, I recently got um a game called The Banner Saga. Oh, is that with the Hulk, Bruce Banner? No, think of like a banner of a, an army's banner. Oh, that sounds boring. Just standing there <laughs> waving and then falling when your army falls. And then just Can I say my new on. tube, please fall? Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. So this banner thing. Yes. It's a video game where yes. you wave and you push the buttons and you wave faster. It's a, So it was a Kickstarter. It's an indie game. Oh, Essentially, cool. uh, what it is, is you... Uh, I'm trying to think. Okay. It's is for whatever reason I having I'm having a hard time describing it. The setting is thinking of essentially almost Viking esque in terms of mythology, um, but it's not explicitly Viking. It takes place in a different world. Um, but there's two essentially races of of humanoids, I guess humans, and then these uh, giants called the Varl, which they look like really giant dwarves but with horns. Um, so that's how you could picture them. 
Uh, and anyway, they're trying to, they have this uneasy alliance and against this other threat called the Dredge, which are essentially these stone um, monster guys that are constantly trying to kill them. And essentially, you're just trying to survive. It's it's almost half Oregon Trail where you have your caravan moving from town to town, trying to survive, trying to have enough supplies, and random events will happen. Like this one guy will like try to overthrow your caravan or a kid will steal food and you have to deal with it. And the choices you make throughout the game affect how the game progresses, like affect who, what characters you're going to have. Um, and... I've only played through it once, so I don't know how much the end changes depending on all your decisions, but I'm playing through it again to figure that out. But it's Every time I play, I die of dysentery. What the? <laughs> <laughs> um, but in terms of overall style, I, I love the, the art direction of this game. It feels like you're playing a, I want to say an early Disney movie, almost in the, I'd say similar to this, the style of Sleeping Beauty. Not quite as saturated, and the animation isn't to that level. There, there's it's limited animation, a lot of stills, uh, moving stills, um, but it's it's beautiful to look at. Um, and uh, so I would recommend the Banner Saga, and they're going to be coming out with a sequel. Like I got to the end, and I'm like, what? That's it. Um, <laughs> so their sequel is so coming out next year, which I'm looking two. forward to. This the search. For more, uh, for more money. Yeah. Yes, for money. Yes, to buy more banners. Uh, yes. Well, you need more banners <sighs> because Age of Ultron is coming. Anyway, uh... <laughs> uh... do you remember playing great PC games like King's Quest, Command and Conquer, and X-Wing? Do you remember spending hours tweaking your config sys and autoexec bat files to eke out just one more k of conventional memory? If you do, then you may be interested in my show, The Upper Memory Block. Every two weeks, we talk in-depth about a game, game series, company, or technology from the DOS and pre-Windows XP gaming era. We'll discuss the story, gameplay, and technology of the games of the time. But more importantly, we're going to focus on what made each game special, interesting stories from their development, and how they shaped what PC gaming is today. If you remember gaming in the late 80s and early 90s, or you're interested in finding out more about it, come join your host Joe in the Upper Memory Block. That's the Upper Memory Block podcast at umbcast.com or find it on iTunes. Um, Alice, will you please engage? Or actually, Alice, will you please bring up the communication satellites? Comsat online. Receiving incoming transmission. For feedback, we have actually uh, a backlog of comments from one person, a longtime listener, Ryan Jackson. And that's mainly because I forgot to mention him in the last uh, few episodes. So, uh, sorry, Ryan. Yeah, sorry, sorry, Ryan. Ryan. So he we says, "Thank like you, really. Yeah, you're a good, bu- good buddy. Yeah. He, Despite what Francisco said, <laughs> you're a friend of the show. <laughs> Anyway, Ryan says... At least I think so. (laughs) Hey, so fun fun thought. Since we are about to enter the year uh, Marty visited the future, the Retro Rewind podcast should do Back to the Future Part 2. Just thought I'd throw that out there. And uh, you're actually going to address that? Yeah. Oh, this has been a long time hush-hush secret. And I responded to Ryan, 
oh yes, we are planning to do the whole trilogy timed around when Marty visits 2015, um, which I believe is in June or July. Paul, do you recall? Oh, great. (laughs) Do you know how many references, how many true lies, misleading (laughs) references of when it comes out? Um, I'll I, get back to you. Okay, you'll get back to us. But yes, we will not only be doing Back to the Future 2, but we'll be doing the whole trilogy. I'm not sure if we're going to do it Hobbit style and release three episodes back to back or if we're going to just do one mega episode. But we will be covering that this year because when you're listening to this, is 2015. Uh, so look out for that, Ryan, and all, the, all our other awesome listeners. Um, and he said, awesome. I can't wait, bro. Uh, then several weeks later, Ryan said, Hey, thanks for the plug in for Two Dudes and a Ness. Um, I was actually wondering about a podcast for the NES, but there's so much out there, I didn't take the time to really check out check any out. Thanks, man. Great podcast, by the way. I enjoyed it much. And I said, uh, you bet, Ryan? Um, and I just mentioned you might hear a familiar uh, voice on the Swamp Thing episode. So if any, any of our listeners go and listen to Two Dudes and a Ness, uh, yeah, and you listen to the Swamp Thing episode, you'll hear a familiar voice. Uh, Is but, my dog Bentley on that one, too? Uh, how did you know, Paul? Oh, my gosh. You must <laughs> listen to it. No. Uh, then Ryan said, sweet, I'll keep an ear out. By the way, I totally laughed when your wife said penis. Completely unexpected. <laughs> When was that? This oh, is referring that, to that. Yeah, to um, to a Spaceballs episode, I believe. Okay, that would have been my tragic maker. All the <laughs> all the innuendos and all that. Yeah, that I believe. Movie. Yeah, that was. It wasn't in the movie. It was Christy said that. I know. I was, I don't remember. Okay, but uh, by the way, I totally agreed with her. Yeah, you've said that. We're not talking about Spaceballs. <laughs> We're talking about the, the show's good friend, Ryan Jackson. Yeah, Ryan. Go, Ryan. Uh, and I said, LOL, uh, clinical terms for anatomy are fam- family-friendly, right? And I did the shifty eyes emoji. Um, he said, absolutely. By the way, your wife is a delight to listen to. And so I Aww. I passed that on to her because she doesn't always listen to our episodes. So she really appreciated that, Ryan. Thank you. Um, and then he said he went ahead and listened to the Two Dudes in an S podcast, and he said, nice bumpers for a swamp thing. So go and listen to those. And the whole episode, why not? Okay. Thank you, thank you, Ryan, for all that feedback. Always awesome to to hear from you guys. Just It doesn't necessarily have to be show-related, though it's always nice when it is. Um, but anything you want to just tell me and Paul, wanna, we like, we would, and we want, and it's okay tell, to... Oh tell Francisco and I'll interrupt him. <laughs> It's, we like sharing that type of stuff on the show. So thank you. We also like to share where you can get in touch with us. Uh, let's start with Deb. How can people reach out to you? Uh, through the podcast. Awesome. So they can just go to retrorewindpodcast.com slash contact, fill out that contact form, and say, hey, get, send this to Deb, and we'll send it on to her. Yes, perfect. And Deb, I want to say thank you so much for being on the show once again. Um, it's if, nice to come to you live from California. <laughs> yeah, totally. Usually you're in Japan when we do this, so it's cool yeah. that we're not all in the cool same that place. When she's in Japan, because then it's like international. Okay. 
<laughs> Fine, Paul. You're right. This isn't as cool, Deb. Get back to Japan. So this could be cool again. I'll be there in two weeks. Okay. <laughs> Call me then. Um, if you want to hear listen to Deb again, uh, go back to our Stargate episode where she was a guest host there. RetroRewindPodcast.com slash 47. Paul, how can people get in touch with you? Through the show. And also <laughs> your one-stop shop? No, it closed. Oh, really? No, that's a true lie. Oh, Always find dang. me at pauljpowers.com. <laughs> <laughs> well played. <laughs> And thank you, Paul, for being on the show, as always. Of course. I never have a chance to interrupt you otherwise. <laughs> it is I hard living states apart. for it. Oh, my gosh. Uh, and good listener, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at FXRUIZX. I don't tweet so much, but if you tweet me or DM me, I will definitely tweet or DM you back. Um, and, of course, you can get in touch with me via the show, too feedback at retrorewindpodcast.com or the link I gave before. It's the contact form. Did you say DM me back? DM oh, direct message. Oh, I thought you said DM me. Like DM like what's DM me. me. DM me back. Alright. Alright. Um, Alright. Sorry. That's okay. <laughs> Paul, will you're you pl- fired. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, bef- before I ask Paul what? to <laughs> Share where we're going next time on the show. Nowhere. Uh, Just a couple announcements. Uh, If you want to support us on Patreon, thank you again to Brian and Jake and Andrew. Um, So helpful that you guys see value in the show. And listener, if you want to, you know, if you see value in the show, if you enjoy it and want to see it grow, uh, head on over to retrorewindpodcast.com slash Patreon. And that would help uh, to grow the show financially. Also, if it's great to just have more people that get to enjoy the show with us. So share it with a friend, share it with a coworker, share it with someone you hate. If you hate the podcast, cause maybe they'll like it. Um, I just want to say share. So thank you. <laughs> I was totally expecting you to interrupt me with something. Paul. <laughs> he fooled you. <laughs> I don't always. Oh, uh, that's true. You keep me guessing, but Paul, Da, 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 da. That's Paul. <laughs> Speaking of Paul, will you please tell us where we're going to next time once our All reflux right, capacitor everyone. is recharged? Get your your power gloves out because we're going back to the year 1989 for the movie The Wizard. Nice. If you don't have a power glove, go get one and then hook it up to your computer and use it to navigate our website, RetroRewindPodcast.com where you can find links like support or social and contact us and you can also vote on which movies we're going to be doing next. So go take a look and uh, if you see anything that you like, go ahead and upvote it. And if you see anything you don't like, downvote e. it. Yeah, but you got to upvote E.T. Oh, my gosh. Because Francisco doesn't like it, so we got to upvote it. Well, at know? least this batch of 10 episodes didn't make that batch. So All right. Maybe so the next, next time, batch Come on, will. people. Come on. <laughs> E.T., come on. Oh, my. Um, so thank you once again, Deb. Thank you, Paul. Most of all, thank you, listener. Um, wherever you we are, like you best. we like we like <laughs> you best. Whether this is your first time listening or you subscribe and listen to each episode um, while you're commuting or while you're doing chores or homework, we appreciate you so much. 
What if you're in between? It's not your first, but you're not subscribed. Then go subscribe if you're oh. liking the show. All right. Obviously. Or okay. just keep listening. If you just want to go to the website and listen to it via there, that's totally fine too. No you're judgment still listening here. You're after st- all this, exactly. that's impressive. <laughs> Very much so. <laughs> um, and like a Pokemon, we'll catch you later on the next episode of the Retro Rewind Podcast. How many episodes have there been? Retro I still Rewind haven't caught complete. any like a Pokemon. Receive My Pokeball still Return to base. Oh, like a, it's a, like a simile. Exactly. Using like or. Yes, yes, oh, exactly. I thought that might have been a true lie there. Oh, my gosh. You me. All right. You know what, Paul? Huh? You're What's fired. That? I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs>